Welcome to episode 10 of Roll the Credits Podcast with Aaron and Brian. On this week's episode, we bring you some interesting news, including LeBron dipping his toes into the horror movie industry. Oh, uh, we'll talk a little about a little bit about some the new trailers of the week. We will wrap up the episode with our review of The Hate You Give, which we saw last Monday. And at the very end of the episode, our top five this week is our favorite female movie performances of 2018. That does not specifically mean that they had to be a lead. It could be a supporting cast member or so on and so forth. Um, anyway, Brian, how was your week? I'll let you, uh, go ahead and, and get it out of the you way. You already know how my week was, because the Red Sox are the World Series champions! We got to watch that when, uh, it was great. It started last Tuesday, and then we just, ah, uh, it was great. After, aside from that seven and a half hour game on Friday night that we lost, the rest of it was a great series. I mean, there were great parts about that game, but... Red Sox are world champions again for the fourth time in 15 years. Dynasty. Yep. Uh, I mean, Dodgers lose two World Series in a row. Both uh, at home. At home. <laughs> that sucks for them. Um, they did not cash in $200 for me, which I'm very disappointed in. But I knew that they wouldn't earlier uh, when the series began because why on earth would that ever have happened for me uh, yeah, I mean they were playing the Red Sox they were the best team in baseball so the best team in baseball doesn't always win <laughs> like uh, they were very good this year no I'll, I'll give them the credit they're due as long as the Yankees don't win I don't yeah, care yeah um, I think that's what every non-Yankee fan any other baseball fan they just Yankees lose it's a good day very true very very true um yeah, uh, unfortunately, uh, we weren't able to record the episode yesterday on Sunday like we typically do. Um, the actual reasoning behind that was I took my car in to get some brake pads and at what time was uh, an oil change at 10 o'clock in the morning. A um, appointment I had scheduled a week ago, <laughs> 10 o'clock in the morning, uh, just for that, uh, those two simple things, I managed to watch the entire Philadelphia Eagles, Jacksonville Jaguars, London game from inside of a Panera Bread on my laptop, um, plus an extra like hour, uh, four and a half hours. I was I was gone, um, uh, waiting on my car for basically just a normal change. Uh, I really, I'm so pissed off. A good year for this. <laughs> just what a waste of my day. Uh, the, and they didn't even change my brake pads because wow. they told me my brakes were fine. Uh, wow. Which I still don't necessarily believe because I'm tired of being that car. I'm trying. I'm tired of being embarrassed every time I go through a Chick-fil-A drive-thru, which is like three times a week. <laughs> uh, to the point where my car is squeaking every time I let off the, the, the brake pedal. Um, but whatever. They tell me everything's fine with it, so what? I, whatever. I'll, I guess I'll believe them until I crash the car, but... <laughs> Um, uh, so yeah, unfortunately that's why we weren't able to record our episode yesterday. Uh, but here we are on Monday, um, after long work days here to give you the best of movies for the week and a review for the hate you give, uh, which is a, one of the must see movies of 2018. Uh, we'll dive right into some movie news here. Uh, first up, uh, LeBron James, um, 
a famous basketball player, obviously, is in talks to produce a new Friday the 13th film, uh, Bloody Disgusting, an online horror uh, news site, is reporting that LeBron Spring Hill Entertainment is in talks to produce the new franchise. Um, it has been absent from theater since 2009, which... Um, isn't that long ago, but I guess when everything feels like it's being rebooted every three years, um, it kind of does. Um, but due to legal issues and distribution rights, um, which is interesting, LeBron is a noted horror fan. Uh, he is a one of the reasons I pick him as the goat between him and MJ um, is his noted fascination with Halloween, um, the holiday, um, not the movies. He does like the movies, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, it's interesting. Um, LeBron, obviously, you know, it's gotta suck, it's gotta suck being a Cavs fan knowing that LeBron up and left home so that he could go to L.A. to produce Friday the 13th films. That's basically why he went uh, to L.A. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, he left, he went to L.A., everybody knows, start, um, his post-career Hollywood, you know, dipping his toes in the water out there. Um, good for him. That sucks for the Cavs who haven't won a game and just fired their head Fire coach. Fired the coach, yep. Uh, it's whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. It's uh, Friday the 13th has always been between the three or four major horror franchises there. Eh, probably third or fourth. Um, behind the Halloween franchise and Friday or Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, I'd put it three and four with the Chucky franchise, uh, but it'll be interesting to see. Um, good to see uh, LeBron dipping his toes into the horror uh, aspect of things. Yeah, why and not? yeah, I mean horror is on a huge upturn in in terms of the movie industry with it and Halloween and Get Out and Hereditary and all these big big um, ones that are getting tremendous reviews and stuff and, and a lot of talk about them. So. Yeah, it's a good time to get in there, and it's a good time to reboot if they can get the legal issues and distributions um, going. Um, All the legal mumbo-jumbo with the owner of the Friday the 13th um, branding, essentially, is the big hang-up there. Um, But anyway... Uh, we'll move on. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984 was pushed from November ni- or 2019 to June of 2020, um, which is a good thing, apparently. Um, it hits theaters around the same time um, as the original one did, which came out, I believe, in June of last year. Um, it's where Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins wanted it to be. They wanted it to be a summer blockbuster. Um, obviously, they weren't going to push it up earlier in 2019, so pushing it back to 2020 is a good good way to go. Um, it allows a lot of post-production time for it um, as they're still kind of wrapping things on, on set, um, as well as... Um, you know, it doesn't have to compete with a lot. It doesn't have to... It's not going to be in theaters around the same time as Star Wars 9. Um, and so on and so forth. Uh, so, it, it'll probably... It'll have some things around it, but hitting it in June, early summertime, nice. It's a good... Definitely a good, good yeah. spot for it. It's a bummer, yeah, that we're going to have to wait, you know, another seven months or whatever uh, for it. But uh, I think it's going to be worth the wait, for sure. Yeah, it was definitely one of the more anticipated movies of next year so it's it is a bummer it's being pushed 2020 but also 
gives it more time to be the second good movie of the DCEU. Yeah, it uh, <laughs> it probably will be. Um, I even though there's like three movies of, coming out between I'm now and then. DC pretty movies. adamant that I'm pretty adamant that Aquaman's gonna be bad. I just that trailer does not do it justice if it's gonna be good. Um, yeah, uh. It'll definitely probably be the second best of the DC movies. Um, maybe it'll be better than the original Wonder Woman. We'll see. Who knows? Um, yeah. Uh, it feels like pretty much everything is being pushed back to 2020 at this point. So, not really a surprise there. Yeah, so, get ready. It's going to be a heck of a year. Yeah, get ready. Nothing's coming out in 2019, apparently. It's all got pushed uh, a year. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Dark, Dark Phoenix will probably get pushed 2022 uh, at some why point. Why not? Um... Anyway, and some very exciting news for me. Uh, really excited about this. Uh, Martin Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio are teaming up for Killers of the Flower Moon. Yes. Um, Eric Roth will be on board. Uh, he had penned the script. He is he did the script for Forrest Gump as well, um, amongst other things, probably. Um <laughs> It is based on the book of the same name. Uh, details the infam- infamous Osage Nation uh, murders. Um where the Osage Nation was murdered for um, a bunch of oil that was on their land um, and the ensuing FBI investigation afterwards. Um, production will begin next summer, uh, which leads to probably a 2020 um, release date, uh, I would assume. It will be their sixth movie together, and four of the previous five were nominated for Best Picture. Uh, so. so. I mean... Yeah, uh, the only one that didn't was Shutter Island, which is a pretty good movie. Um, but uh, yeah, I would probably wouldn't put it in the best picture category. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I'm very extremely excited for this. Uh, uh, the, the dream team comes back together again after DiCap- DiCaprio going from Tarantino right back to Scorsese. F- sign me up, man. Uh, uh, my favorite actor. With all my favorite directors, it's, great. it's a great time it's to great. be alive. It is. Um, for sure. Um, anything else you want to add to that? No, I mean, it's going to be... It's like, like you said, dream team. I mean, DiCaprio's great, Scorsese's great. They've produced amazing movies in the past. So they're just going to produce another amazing movie. Absolutely. Um, into some kid news, I guess. Um... Well, and adult news. Um, who doesn't like SpongeBob? Uh, the new SpongeBob movie coming out. Um, it's a wonderful sponge. Uh, that's what they're calling it. it? <laughs> yes, it's the SpongeBob movie. It's a wonderful sponge. It is an origin story on Bikini Bottom. Um, the reason it is called that is because it's supposed to be a loose parody on It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, but uh, SpongeBob take on it. Which I'm interested in, because I'll be honest with you, I have always hated the movie It's a Wonderful Life. Um, I know that'll strike a chord with a lot of people, but I... Oh, God. I had to watch it in high school, and it was... I moaned through the whole thing. It's so dumb. I hate Christmas movies, so that's just who I am. Uh, um, But yeah, it's an origin story on Bikini Bottom. Uh, essentially explaining how Spongebob meets all the in- other inhabitants, I guess, like Patrick and, and Squidward and Mr. Krabs and Sandy and, and everybody. And how he gets Gary. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> Gary the damn snail. Um, it'll be interesting. <laughs> it's going to be interesting <laughs> to see. I'm a little intrigued by it, I'll be honest. I actually did not see, like, the last Spongebob movie. Oh, not at all. Uh, 
probably not the one before that either. Um, okay, here, here's the kicker, though. Hans Zimmer is scoring it. Hans Zimmer, the <laughs> guy who has scored the Dark Knight trilogy, basically every Christopher Nolan movie, uh, you know, Inception, Interstellar, Dunkirk, and so many other big movies that don't sound anything what like what SpongeBob would sound like. So I don't get that at all. But oh, uh, I mean that's well, that's interesting for sure. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't really know what else to say about that. Um, but I mean, hey, uh, I'm sure we'll get some some new great SpongeBob memes from that, and I'm always down for some new SpongeBob yeah, memes. Those are the best memes. Uh, moving on, a uh, movie we have discussed a few times before, um, Knives Out, uh, Ryan Johnson's upcoming movie um, that he has written and directed, I believe. Jamie Lee Curtis has now signed on board, um, so that makes uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon, Lakeith Stanfield, um, Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, Anna DeArmas, uh, Don Johnson, I believe, mm-hmm, is the other mm-hmm. one. All on board for this movie. Um, the only person that has a official character is Daniel Craig, who plays the investigator, I believe, or uh, the detective, I should say, um, for the what is a murder mystery, essentially. Um, so another fantastic, fantastic person on board for that. Um, it is going to begin production, I believe, in November. Which means we'll likely get it in 2019, probably summertime, maybe a little later. Um, depending on how everything works out with all that. Um, and Jamie Lee Curtis could actually have two coming out next year because they want to start Halloween 2 um, as soon as possible, essentially. So we could be seeing, because they want to release that next Halloween as well. Oh, wow. So she could be having two big movies uh, late summer, um, early um, October next I'll year. Call to come back. Um, yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, she's been doing a lot of good TV roles and stuff, um, as well. So, yeah, it's good to see her, uh, back doing some stuff that's not garbage like Freaky Friday and stuff. Uh, <laughs> um, in upsetting news, uh, um, Universal, I believe, is um remaking Clueless, um, which. <laughs> No, thank you. I don't need another Clueless. The first one was great. This, I don't, I don't need another one. Um, they don't know. There's not a lot of news about it, really, beyond the fact that they're planning on uh, doing a new one. There's no word on whether it's going to be the same characters portrayed by new actors. Um, or if it will be um, new characters, essentially, for this generation. Uh, which, if they are, I hope that's the route they go with. I don't want them redoing it. and re- I don't want it to be a full reboot. Um, everything is, is getting reboots nowadays. Reboots, remakes, everything. It's so, uh, so dumb. Just original ideas like Knives Out, people. Come on, let's go. Seriously, come on. Um, or Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, go find a good book. Don't make another remake. Go find a good book and make a movie. <laughs> True. Um, in some Star Wars news... The Boba Fett movie is now off the table. Um, Lucasfilms is solely focused on the Mandalorian's TV series that is coming to the Disney Network or the Disney streaming platform once they get that up and running. Um, not awful news for me. Yeah. I 
have been pretty adamant before that I don't care about a Boba Fett movie. That character, he died like a bitch. Um, <laughs> he, there's, I just didn't, I don't care. Like, I don't care enough about him to, to, to get a full movie for him. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was a cool character, but I didn't think he really needed a f- full movie about him. Yeah, like, Han I was fine with. Like, the sub-characters to the the Skywalkers are fine. Like, um, get me my damn Obi-Wan with yeah, you and that, McGregor. That's the movie we want, like Disney. Like, that Han I was fine with. I don't need a Boba Fett movie. Like, gee, what next? A Jar Jar Binks movie? Like, Jeez. Christ. Don't even. <laughs> um... Yeah, so I'm not I'm not too worried about that. I am really interested to see how the Mandalorian TV series is going to end yeah, up being. Yeah, for now. sure, with John Favreau doing um, it. Disney, damn Disney, trying to get my money. Oh. <laughs> they already have it. Don't lie. Yeah, they already they, have they, it. I try, I, yeah, but like I try to give Disney my money through platforms that aren't directly <laughs> Disney, um, like ESPN <laughs> and Marvel and stuff. Now I just sign up for a Disney <laughs> Disney's. <laughs> streaming service director like, then um just they should just call it the mouse's pocket like that should <laughs> literally just be what they call it um and anyway uh for rick and morty fans and star trek fans alike uh one of rick and morty director not director uh writers is developing a star trek animated series for tv uh, it will be called Star Trek Lower Decks, um, and it will focus on the low-end workers on one of the Starfleet's <laughs> least important ships. That's awesome. Uh, I didn't hear that description is, before. That's awesome. <laughs> I didn't. I, I did a little research yesterday when I when I was writing the whole script up for today, uh, because yeah, I I just glimpsed at it. And I was like, oh, that that's pretty interesting. Like, I don't like I like Rick and Morty. I don't think it's as you know fantastic as a lot of people think it is. Um, I don't fanboy over it, uh, but but that is such a uh, that is such a Star Trek take from somebody who had has written for Rick and Morty um, to do such an interesting thing like that, um, which I'm excited for because I think it's going to be a lot of like kind of like I don't want to say dumb humor, but like well, Rick and Morty is hilarious. Like if it's going to be similar to that. It's funny. I'm not gonna sit here and say it's hilarious, and uh, but yeah, like I think it'll be a lot like that. It'll be um, interesting humor, to say the least. Um, but I'm excited for it. I'm not a huge Trekkie or anything, uh, much like Star Wars. Like I'm a fan, but I'm not a huge fan. I don't watch a lot of the stuff. Um, I go to the movies when the movies come out. <laughs> That's pretty much where it is for mm-hmm. me. Um, yeah, I'll watch it depending on where it's on. I, I, don't, I think it's going to be uh, CBS All Access, which oh. the CBS is ramping up for their it. streaming service, essentially. Um, which I'll actually probably end up getting it because I do want to see the Twilight Zone re- reboot. Oh, that's on that? Um, yeah, that's going to be on CBS All Access, too. Uh, Maybe, this I can't is actually get another heavy... streaming service. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, that's exactly what we need is another one. Uh, but yeah, apparently what CBS wants to do is have Star Trek going year, like year round, basically. Um, so they'll have this on that. They'll have, um, their Star Trek new, yeah, their new Star Trek shows and stuff like that with, uh, Patrick Stewart coming back as Jean-Luc Picard. 
um, and, and all that stuff. They want to have Star Trek year round as one of their big, big things, especially with um, uh, Big Bang Theory going off uh, air here soon and, and all that stuff. Um, yeah, uh, CBS, uh, speaking of the Twilight Zone, um, for anybody who's a fan of that, if you ever saw the um, episode that uh, William Shatner was in the, I think it was like 2,000 feet, uh, Nightmare at 2,000 feet, where the uh, William Shatner sees like a creature um, on the wing of the plane, like trying to tear at it and essentially destroy the plane. Um, Adam Scott was actually from Parks and Recreation, Ben Wyatt, uh, was actually just cast as William Shatner's character in that one for a remake of that episode Ooh. that'll be Nightmare at 30,000 feet. Um so that'll be interesting. Like uh, as that comes together, I'm pretty excited. Um, in a little bit more CBS uh, news, um, CBS and Netflix, uh, American Vandal was canceled by Netflix. Those heartless ass hats um, continue the karma every, swift every kicks to me. As, ever since I made uh, like celebratory comments about Iron Fist, first it was Luke Cage. Now they've come for American Vandal. What's next? Uh, which is really disappointing. Uh, I finally got around to it, and it's hilarious. It's a really great take for anybody who likes uh, stuff like you know making a murderer and and those crime documentaries and stuff like that. It's it's hilarious. The turd burglar in season two. The the penises on the cars in season one. Um, it's really fun. It was really talked about, really heavily um, favored by a lot of critics that that really liked it. Um, so I mean I Netflix doesn't really release their viewer numbers, so I don't know whether it was just something that they um just it wasn't getting a lot of views or what, but um another outlet is expected to pick it up. Um it's not uh it was never produced by Netflix, it was produced by CBS Studios. Huh, um Yeah, um so there's talk that maybe they uh CBS will put it on CBS All Access to try and get a younger demographic on board um to go with the star trek lower decks and and stuff like that um which will be that would be pretty good if they could get three shows like that on cbs all x i would probably think about um leaning towards it i don't know how much it costs or or what the other stuff about it is but i'll worry about that another time Uh, but yeah i I hope somebody picks it up because that was a really funny TV show that I put off for a very long time, thinking that it was probably just dumb and I didn't, wouldn't get it. And I was heavily shocked by how much I enjoyed that show. Um, so yeah, sad to see it go. Hope to see it picked up by somebody. Um, we'll see where that ends up going. I know you said you haven't seen it yet, but it was on your watch list. Yeah, um, along with 20 other shows, you know. Yeah. Uh, I will say, like, if for anybody out there that hasn't seen it, um, definitely go check it out. Um, it's a pretty quick watch through. I think it's both. Se- I think both seasons are only eight episodes, and the episodes are like between like twenty five and thirty five minutes a piece. I think uh, maybe one or two running, maybe forty to forty five. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a pretty quick watch. I have a pretty heavy schedule when I manage to get through it in about a week and a it's half. True. Um, so yeah. Um, in my final piece of news on my end, um, well wishes going out to Roman Reigns, um, the former WWE Universal Champion, uh, one of the biggest names in the, uh, sport nowadays, um, 
came out last week on Monday Night Raw announcing that he is battling leukemia for the second time in his life. Um, and he is stepping away for a while to fight that and that he will be back once that's defeated. So well wishes going out to Roman Reigns. Uh, thoughts are with you. Um, and on that note, I'll pass it over to you, Brian, for any news that you want to go through. Yeah, I have a couple pieces that I <laughs> stumbled upon I thought were interesting. Um, first one, uh, Guillermo del Toro is signed on to direct a stop-motion Pinocchio musical. Hard pass. <laughs> But it's not going to be anything like the Disney Pinocchio. It's going to be based more off the original story that's a little darker. So, you know, fits more with what Guillermo del Toro does. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean it's, <laughs> it's Pinocchio. Yeah, I mean, I mean uh, yeah. Uh, why? Uh, yeah, I don't I, I know a lot of people um, that are big uh, GDT fans. I've never been a huge fan of a lot of his stuff. I mean, it's good. It just doesn't always interest it's me, true. like you know, the shape of fish dicks, um, <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, just I don't, I don't know. Not never been a huge fan of the stuff. But uh, uh, for anybody that likes it, I'm sure it's gonna be awesome for you sure. guys. Sure, um, it's stop motion too, so it makes it even better. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you say that unsure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, next little piece. Johnny Depp is out in any future Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I didn't know they were planning on making more Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Because they have six of them, I think, is what it is. You know what? They should They should just stop making the Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah. Pirates aren't in anymore. They're They're not really. Like, you know what? The, the original trilogy, that was in. Mid-2000s. Had yeah, because Pirates were huge then. And then vampires came along and Pirates weren't huge anymore. Yeah, so I mean, it's just the way that it's a cycle. Instead of Johnny Depp is. being out of them, just everybody's out of them because they're not making anymore. And then vampires were gone and now clowns are in with Pennywise and... Can't wait to see what's next. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, next little piece. Seth Rogen and Michael Keaton are signed on to star in the John McAfee movie, which, uh, if you don't know who John McAfee is, he's the creator of the McAfee security systems. That's one of the most um, used and popular uh, antivirus systems for computers and laptops and stuff. If you ever heard his story, it's wild it's so it's gonna be based off an article from wired called mac john mcafee's last stand and john mcafee was he's a crazy person like he so he this created this software that went big and made millions of dollars off of it then cashed it all in and moved to the jungle in belize in set in central america and there he started this like compound of just gun sex violence madness and paranoia and just <laughs> that sounds like a cult <laughs> I, yeah i don't know man but it's a wild story but he's still like active like in our world too like when they announced this movie because originally johnny depp was to star as him and he didn't want that at all Good. rightfully so Good. i mean sounds like he's not that crazy of a person then but so and so they got michael keaton to star as him um <laughs> oh shit yeah so, sign me in sign me up so yeah that's definitely an increase but like 
I don't know. I'm intrigued in this movie with being both Keaton and Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen's gonna be playing the uh, the Wired magazine investigator that goes to Belize to interview him, and it's nothing like he thought it would be. Like he thought it was gonna be just a run in the mill assignment, and turns out this guy's extremely paranoid in the middle of the jungle. I don't know. It seems interesting. So. It's Michael Keaton and Seth Rogen, so that's two big pluses that they added to the movie. I'll have to read the article to hear more about it. Um, My last bit of news, then. um, Catherine Langford was joined on for Avengers 4. If you don't know who Catherine Langford is, she is the star of um, 13 Reasons Why. She was uh, Hannah Baker, I believe her last name is. Um, Huge show on Netflix. Tragic story. Uh, kind of a sad, depressing show, so I've heard I haven't watched it, but um, she broke out from that and has done some other stuff with that, um, but she joined Avengers 4, which, I mean, is the biggest movie of 2019, arguably, I mean, but they didn't release what a character was, but she's already filmed her scenes, so a lot of people are thinking, like, trying to guess what character she is, the biggest, probably fan-favorite character that everyone is thinking she's going to be is... A character by the name of Kate Bishop, who um, is who takes over um, the uh, takes over Hawkeye's character, um, takes over the mask and role of Hawkeye. Like he trains her, and she then is in the Young Avengers or whatever, and is Hawkeye. I don't know, but I've seen bits and pieces of stuff with her in it, and she's talented. And it's Avengers Four, so it's gonna be great. I don't know. I'll just keep going, but it's interesting enough. It's a big name to add, kind of last minute. Um, heard another news for Avengers Four is that Kevin Feige confirmed that we'll be getting the trailer before the end of the year. So that's that's good. That's great. <laughs> uh, like I I keep telling you, they're gonna drop the trailer one day before Aquaman, before Aquaman. theaters. <laughs> it is absolute. That is uh, probably I would put. Fifty dollars on that, with anybody who wants to bet me that <laughs> one, one that day they will or drop just the day before. Within the week, within the week. So I would go from Sunday to Thursday, in that time frame before it drops. That they will drop that trailer. So everyone forgets that Aquaman's even happening. That's probably um, a good chance of that happening. So, like that's when I think it's gonna happen. Um, and that would put it in a good time frame, being December before it comes out in May. So far away. Oh, yeah. Um. All right, we got uh, two trailers to yeah. discuss this week. Um, um which, uh, by discuss Brian, you go because ahead and you discuss didn't them because watch them, I didn't, even though we told you about them two days ago. But. I didn't. I saw the teaser trailers that like Netflix was throwing out there, the gifs of all the famous people like uh, that are in the movie. Just never got around to the trailer for Bird Box. Yeah. So yeah, the first one, uh, Bird Box. It's a Netflix original movie. I believe it's coming out in December. Um, it's with with Sandra Sandra Bullock, Sarah Paulson, uh, John Malkovich, um, and some other some other big names in it but it's basically the way i described i saw it is it's kind of quiet place like where um the description on to is a woman and a pair of children are blindfolded and make their way through a dystopian setting along a river 
that doesn't really actually sound at all what the trailer was like. So it <laughs> doesn't sound like a great that movie yeah at all. that tra- that description is terrible. Don't listen. Ignore that. Um, so it's basically there's these creatures that come onto Earth then that, and this is why it's having comparisons to a quiet place. They when you when you look at them they manifest into your greatest fear um and they terrorize you that way and they then they kill you and it's, you know it's quiet place people are wiped out civilization is gone and so the way to survive is they blindfold everybody i mean i don't know how that works because how can you see but looks interesting uh decent cast and it's netflix though netflix movies typically aren't that good um i'll probably watch it you know seems good december so go watch the trailer for it i probably don't do any justice for it at all but seems interesting enough a little thriller so and then opposite side the next next trailer is for the movie cold pursuit which is (laughs) movie we talked about maybe a month or two ago before it had a title it's the liam neeson is a snowplow driver getting revenge on his son's death is what it is uh they live up in like the movie takes is liam neeson he lives up in his and his wife and his son in alaska or northern maine or something where there's just always snow He's probably Canada, actually, because that's that's all Canada is once you get up there. It's just snow. And his son gets wrapped up in, I don't know, drugs or something wrongfully and is murdered. And so he, Liam Neeson, takes it on himself as a snowplow driver to go after all the members of this gang that were a part of killing his son and just kill them all. I guess get revenge. It's, I don't know. I mean, it looked ridiculous, and it's probably going to be great. Is I mean, he's a he's a snowplow driver. I don't know. Yeah, any take on that, Aaron? Uh, maybe. <laughs> um, I probably won't watch it uh, when it comes out. Um. Although I haven't seen the trailer yet, so I don't know. Maybe I will. Um, There's also some. We tried to bring you guys news on this months ago when it was announced, but Brian didn't want to discuss I it on the podcast. That. But now that he saw the trailer, he decided that oh, also... we should discuss it. I, I don't know. Like I, I'll, I'll have to check out the trailer for it, but I probably won't see it because Liam Neeson movies have kind of declined. Um, yeah. It was fun at the start with Taken. But, like, and even the one where he's in the airplane was okay. Um, Yeah, yeah, like I said, it's going to be ridiculous. I mean, the main, the the drug kingpin or whatever, his name is Viking. Like, they alluded, like, I don't know. His name is Viking. Also in the cast is uh, Emily Rossum from uh, Shameless is her big claim to fame. She's been in that whole show. And, uh, Man, she left Shameless to go be in a to be in a Lord to be in a Liam Neeson movie. Yeah. Oh God. And uh, Laura Dern is some in it. F- uh, impressive name and some other supporting characters. I don't know. It's Liam Neeson, so it's probably <laughs> just gonna be action packed with no plot whatsoever. <laughs> well, you 
We already know the plot. He's a snowplow yeah, driver. Yeah, but like that, that's your plot. <laughs> 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 okay, uh, okay, I'm done. Yeah, it's probably yeah, it's not going to be very good, probably. Oh, well, I mean, we'll see when it comes out. Um, I'll see it if it comes out in like February when nothing else is coming out or something. That's but. exactly when it's scheduled to come out. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's scheduled. Son for, of a bitch! I just want to point out right now to everybody that I'm not promising that I'm gonna see this movie. It's scheduled for a February eighth release. So okay, well we'll see what else comes out around that time. Oh, I do know um, what else comes out that time. Oh boy! No, because it's the week after my birthday, so I know this. It's oh, Lego Movie Two. Out. Part two, Lego Movie oh, Part two. Shit, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot that that was happening. Like we saw like a teaser trailer for like six months ago, and then nothing since then. Yeah, man, um, Lego Movie Part two comes out then. Okay, well, see, can't see Cold Pursuit now. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, I'm too invested in the Lego verse, uh, which outside of Ninjago has been really fun. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, well, that was the trailers for the week, guys. Go go check them out. Um, I haven't seen them yet, so yeah. I you know will these conversations get go a lot better when both of us have seen them. So I mean, sorry, you're a hundred percent right. I was busy getting angry at the Goodyear people yesterday, and I forgot to watch my trailers. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, we'll deep dive in uh, to our review of the week. Uh, last Monday, Brian and I saw The Hate You Give. Um, I'll get us started here. Um, one of the most important movies this year. Um, one that I think that everybody should go see. Um, it, the trailers for it, I don't necessarily think do it justice. It's not a full-on anti-police movie. It is a lot of different things. Um... I gave it an 85. I believe the combo score was an 82 on this. Um, driven uh, scores all over the place. Rotten Tomatoes was a 97. User score on IMDb was only like a 6.5 or so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's user score is at yeah 6.5, and the meta score is at 82. So yeah, so kind of it's kind of all over the place. Um, I thought it was it was an it's an emotionally packed social drama. Um, it ties together a lot of different storylines without ever giving up on its message. Um, storylines between the central character, uh, Mandela St- uh, Stenberg, um, who plays Star Carter, um, a basketball player who lives in a bad part of town but goes to a kind of rich, upscale... Um, private Catholic school Private or school type thing. Um centers around her character pretty much and witnessing her friend um, being shot by a cop as he's unarmed for a at a routine traffic stop. Um, a lot of different angles with this with her family um, and whether she should speak up and discuss and the ramifications that could harm her and her family if she does, including uh, local drug, uh, drug lords um, and all that stuff. Um, it's Amanda Stenberg gives what I think is one of the best lead actress performances of the year so far. Um, 100% worthy of a, um, Oscar nomination, um, when that season rolls around here. Um, uh, it's just, it's a really gripping movie, I think. Um, it's 
could possibly be a little shorter, but I think with all the stories that are kind of going in, the storylines, um, I think it's fine in length. I don't think it dips off too much at any one point um, as it moves throughout the movie and, and all the things that are weighing on her and her decisions and, and the possible outcomes and and all this stuff to stand up um, not only for, um, you know, police brutality, um, uh, but also, you know, inner city workings and, and, you know, black on black crime and all that stuff, um, with the drug lords, um, Anthony Mackie's in the movie who, again, like I've said before, plays a character that is very not something that Anthony Mackie plays in a lot of movies, so that caught me off guard, but he did a very good job of that, um, overall um i think the supporting cast is, is is pretty good overall in the movie um like i said i i think this is a movie that everybody should get around to seeing whether you see it in the theaters whether you rent it um because i think it packs a, a very uh positive and emotional message throughout the entire film um and a, a truly great performance by stenberg in the lead um i'll pass it over to you brian for uh, your review on that yeah uh yeah i agree with a lot with what you had to say um it's a very, very good story. Very passionate, a lot of emotion involved in it. Um, I definitely agree that everybody should probably go and see this movie. Not because it's like a fantastic movie that's gonna win Best Picture or anything, but the message it has it this has such parallels with uh, current current events in this year and in previous years uh, with racial injustice and. Uh, wrongful killings and it's just it, it's a powerful movie and yes Amanda Stenberg does a great job uh, really good job and a lot of supporting cast actually holds up very nicely uh, next to her especially the father who I had seen before I couldn't recognize his name but I thought he did uh, an exceptional job um, and um, so good story along good it was a little shaky at the beginning um, trying to start with the building blocks uh, introducing all the different communities she's part of going back from um her i believe it's garden heights um is the rough part of town that she's from and then going to her fancy private basically white rich school um so a little shake it start but then it is it gets going and it's good great story her witnessing uh her friend that she grew up with uh wrongfully murdered by a police officer who thought he had a weapon but it was just um just a hairbrush and so the white officer killing a young black man uh very important story um definitely i think you need to go see this movie um i think i settled on it as an 80 out of 100 uh solid score on that um it's i didn't think like i said it wasn't a fantastic movie um but definitely really good acting and a good and important story so definitely everybody go out and see this alright so that's our review on the hate you give um, yeah like I said I gave it an 85 you gave it an 80 uh, our combo score mixed with everything else was an 82 which put it I think maybe top 15 or top 20 I don't um, remember exactly where it fell it is number 15 so number 15 movie of the year which uh we've seen a lot of good movies this year so uh i mean in 82 that that's really good um 
It's still a really good score. Um, if you go check out the movie in theaters, uh, like we recommend, um, you know, drop us a line. Let us know what you thought of it. Um, we'd love to hear um, everyone's opinions on the movie, uh, what you liked, what you didn't like. Um, like I said, I, I think my favorite part, like, and they tackle it from all different angles. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, there's a lot going on in that movie, but they don't ever give up on the message, and they don't ever convolute it too much. Um, you can always tell where the story lies in, in every scene um, as it progresses throughout um, Star's life. Um, so, yeah, um, that was our review for The Hate You Give. Uh, we will move on now to the end of our show, which is the top five of the week. Uh, top five favorite female movie performances of 2018. Uh, again, not really any specific things for this. Um, there, it could be somebody who was in the movie for 10 minutes. It could be someone in the movie that was in for 30 seconds. It could be somebody that was in the movie for every scene of the movie. Um, we don't want to give too much away on our end of the year episode. Um, well, not our end of the year episode, but the first week of January, we are planning to do a special episode, uh, midweek that will be our award season, essentially, um, for our 2018 movies that we've seen, which is, um, at least 50 or so, uh, so far. Plus we have a lot more, um coming so we'll probably be somewhere i know i'm at like 46 or 47 or so and there's i still have like three or four on my watch list that i have to see in red box and on netflix yeah we're Um, at a combined 59 or 58 for the year and there's probably easily a dozen and a half that we want to see in the rest of the year so yep yeah so we're we're gonna be hitting pretty high numbers here uh so yeah we'll be doing our award season um obviously not going to do the technical awards or anything it's not going to be something like that but we'll be doing you know our our best picture um for each of us uh we'll be doing you know top uh you know best male actor best female actress uh supporting for both um and director like the basics essentially Mm um yeah uh so anyway like always brian uh go ahead with uh your number five all right, my number five to start off um, is a movie that we recently saw, the character uh, Claire Foy in First Man. Um, she played uh, Janet Armstrong, Neil Armstrong's wife. Uh, I thought she gave a great performance, uh, struggling with um, the beginning movie, like how they're, the story of Neil Armstrong, I mean, they're, they have a daughter that, dies of cancer at a young age so they're struggling with that throughout the movie as well as uh with neil then going through all this rigorous testing and rigorous training going up into space and then just the fear and just terrifyingness of the possibility of neil armstrong not coming home and her being at home then having to tell her two sons that and she gave a, a very powerful performance and very emotion involved in it um that's my number five. All right. My number five is Alicia Vikander for Tomb Raider. Oh my uh, gosh. <laughs> uh, I didn't, I was, I originally I had her higher I on the it. list. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, uh, she's amazing. So, uh, I wasn't going to leave her off the list, but I didn't think, uh, her performance in that wasn't any, uh, necessarily better than the other four I have, so I'll put her at number five. 
Um, the one movie this year that I think it was highly underrated overall. Um, I, a lot of people I know didn't didn't care for it particularly, but I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, so yeah, nothing that's, to do with your that's love my number for five. Vikander at all. I mean that. I mean that's obviously part of it, but like, I, I thought the movie was good in itself, and it was a fun movie. Like. I don't know. Uh, I don't play the video game, so I don't know if it was, you know, just like the game or not, but it was a fun movie. Like, I mean, obviously, I wish it was... I gave it, like, an 80. I mean, I wish it was a 100, but it wasn't. Um, it is what it is. Um, go ahead. <laughs> I knew you were going to put it on the list. I, <laughs> I know. I'm I was dodging the question all day yesterday. Uh, you were. I'm just glad you didn't put her higher than five. I'll be honest with you. On the list I literally have written in front of me, she is number one on that list. But <laughs> but, but I opted to move her down a little bit as I thought about it. So uh, go ahead. I'm go glad ahead. you came to your senses. Jeez, man. You're, you're real mean. <laughs> uh, okay, just going okay, for it. Okay, we just talked about her. Uh, Amanda Stenberg in The Hate You Give. Uh, she gave... like I mean, I'm not going to say much else. She gave a very powerful performance. Very... Great performance with a lot of emotion involved into it. Um, yeah, I'll stop there since we talked about it already. Some. All right, my number four is Jessica Chastain in Molly's Game, uh, playing Molly Bloom. Um, a overall great movie, uh, but Jessica Chastain. I will say here's here's my preface for all of my characters. Uh, I'll get this out of the way. They all forcefully drive the movie. Um, maybe not necessarily just by themselves, but they, if you drop them out of the movie and put somebody else in there, it just doesn't work. Um, and I think this is one very much like that. Um, Jessica Chastain, I've said it time and time again. Uh, I think she's one of the most underrated actresses in Hollywood, which is hard to do when like she has a great resume and all but i feel like when you talk about the top actresses i feel like she gets left out a lot but she's in incredible in a lot of things she's played um especially molly's game i think that is her best performance to date um and like i said a great fun movie to go along with it um kind of um yeah anyway whatever uh go ahead with your uh next one uh it's Jessica Chastain in Molly's Game. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, as soon as you said that, I was like, oh geez. Um, there's, I won't say much else. I think she did a fantastic job with the movie. She was nominated for an Oscar for it, I believe. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we talked about the movie earlier, some in the previous episode when we had done the top, top of the 2018 so far. And you just talked about it, so I won't give much. But she's definitely an underrated actress, and she did a great job in Molly's game. All right, um, I will. Don't. I will go to my number three, which is <laughs> Amanda Stenberg uh, for *The Hate You Give*. Uh, I already said it. You know, she absolutely drives that film. It's one of the best performances this year. Um, and really set her on pace for what I think is going to be a very successful career for her. Um, fresh off of, we didn't see The Darkest Minds, but she was in that before uh, this. No, what she was in before if, that. And you probably what? actually never saw it. She was Rue in the Hunger Games movies. Who You probably have no idea who oh. that is. But Wow, yeah, I don't, because uh, it's dumb. Okay, <laughs> shut up. They're like great, every great books, and they ever. were really good, mostly really good movies, and she did a good job in the first movie so 
cool. Uh, because she was like twelve, uh, then, so or, so. Okay. Uh, uh, enough with the Hunger Games. No one cares. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'll pass it on to you for your number two. Then oh, I hope we don't repeat anymore. We are though. Uh, we we uh, we're about we're to. about to. I, I know it's gonna happen. <laughs> we're sorry, guys. Um, I'm going to mess up her name, but uh, Denia Guerrero. I butchered that. Um, she plays Okoye in Black Panther and in Infinity War. So was, I knew there had to be a Marvel character. I was waiting on it. You, I knew you, it was in okay. there. Okay, she like you just said, <laughs> characters that drive the movie. She definitely is a big part of Black Panther and drives me in that and she was one of the few Black Panther characters in Infinity War then. She did an amazing job and uh, just total female empowerment and like you were saying last night watching wrestling you were standing up for women's rights. She was all a character of Akoya was just all independent and she did a fantastic job. Strong character, great acting with some great action scenes and she kicks butt. So I'll pass it over to you if you're number two. <laughs> no, I, I don't necessarily disagree with you. I mean, I had Letitia Wright on my preemptive list um, as Shuri and, and Black Panther as well. So um, my number two is Tony. Uh, I'll probably butcher this too, but I'll say both pronunciations in case I'm wrong. Uh, Tony Collette or Tony Coletti. From Hereditary, um, the absolute driving force between uh, for one of the best horror films of the year. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd probably put it ahead of Halloween. Um, a wild, wild movie that was. Um, I, I still can't even like I didn't see the but movie, but she just—I uh, mean, she just kills it. It's—it's uh, it's an absolutely fantastic Literally. performance. Um, and I know the horror genre doesn't get a lot of love, but another one that I think should 100% be nominated next, um, okay. March or whatever it is. Um, you haven't seen the movie, so I, you uh, described the movie to me in thorough detail and I I was just like, I was just like, no, thank you. This movie is insane. And just yeah. messed up. And it it would not be nearly as insane if it wasn't for her performance. It, fantastic um it's really really good um so yeah that's my number uh that's my number two if you haven't seen hereditary and you're a horror fan what are you doing go out and see that movie please and, and let me know what you think of it uh because it's a it's a crazy time it's crazy oh uh, go ahead give me your number one brian it's probably the same as your number one it's <laughs> <laughs> it's lady gaga and a star is born absolutely <laughs> i mean <laughs> Not only did she act the heck out of that movie, she just, man, could she sing, which we knew that beforehand, but she had a lot more soul and emotion and just powerfulness in her singing in this movie. She did an amazing job. It's one of the best movies of 2018. It's one of the front runners for Best Picture, and she's one of the front runners for Lead Actress. It would be an insult not to include her on this top five list yeah 100 percent uh yeah i had lady gaga number one too uh like i said before when we did our um a star is born podcast i've never been the biggest lady gaga fan um but yeah she that movie cool. <laughs> this entire week 
I've I've re-listened to the soundtrack uh, about a dozen times this week. Um, pretty much at least once every day. I was at work last week. Um, at least. Um, and I constantly like think back to the movie because I want to go see it again. Yeah. Like I can't wait for it to come out um, so I can buy it and watch it again. Um, yeah, I, I, there's not much else I can say about it. Um, but she is definitely the... Uh, one of the driving forces, obviously, her and Bradley Cooper. Um, Both fantastic. But she, she's in- incredible in the movie and um, will probably likely win Best Actress next year. Um, I was actually listening to something this past week that said that this is one person that does a lot of Oscar stuff. Um, says that he thinks that A Star is Born is going to sweep the major categories. Um, that wouldn't surprise me. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, but, yeah, I kind of figured we'd have some in there. Um, you didn't disappoint me by at least getting a Marvel character in there, which I knew had Obviously. to happen. Um, I wasn't sure where it was going to come from, but I knew we were going to get it. Um, yeah, so uh, that is our top five of the week. Uh, top five favorite female movie performances. Uh, I wanted to do this in honor of WWE Evolution, which was last night, which is the first all-women's pay-per-view. Um, and the hate you give, um, Amanda Stenberg's performance. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of other choices I had, so that's what we went with. Um, we'll see what happens this week. Um, Halloween being two nights away. Um, on Wednesday, I will be dropping a surprise top five. Um, like I said, I would. Um, still haven't fully decided on what it's going to be. Yeah. What? He, people would think, oh, he's been building up to this for a while. And you just ruined it, saying you don't know what it I is. I mean, I have been building up to it. I have a, a few ideas. I just haven't settled on it. Um, I just got to figure out what's best and what's going to work work best, um, considering I'm di- putting it in picture form and throwing it on the Internet, not <laughs> discussing it on a podcast. Um, yeah, um, I believe... We are going to see Bohemian Rhapsody this mm-hmm. week. I think you said Thursday. That's um, the plan. Which works for me because Thursday Night Football this week is caught awful. Um, Eagles are on a bye, so. I think, the, I think the Thursday Night game is the Niners and the Raiders. And ain't nobody How is that a Thursday Night Football game? <laughs> They're literally well, the two the, worst teams in football right now. Well, yeah, well, at the beginning of the season, Jimmy Garoppolo was not injured and the Raiders didn't suck yet. Um... Fair also, enough. they still had Cleo, they still had Cleo Mack when they and Amari Cooper when they scheduled that Fair game. Enough. So, um, yeah, so we'll be seeing Bohemian Rhapsody and um, doing a review on that on next week's podcast. Um, if you want to know what we are reviewing this upcoming month, I posted on the uh, Roll the Credits Facebook page. You can go and like us on there. Um, with the full board of the movies we're seeing this month, I believe there's nine in total between the, t- uh, the two of us. Um, a few that Brian will be seeing um, solo, a few that I'll be seeing solo um, and reviewing. Uh, so we'll see how that all goes. Um, like I said, uh, you can find us on Facebook at uh, Roll Credits Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Roll underscore Credits Pod. Um, and you can find us on all of your streaming platforms, um, out there. Give us a five-star review and a subscribe. That way you never miss an episode, um, when we drop, uh, again, hopefully every Sunday, as long as stupid stuff doesn't come up. Um, 
So, yeah, any uh, parting words there for you, Brian? I can't say go Red Sox this week because we already won the World Series. So. Uh, no, you know, everybody have a great week. Enjoy your Halloween if you're a big Halloween fan like I know you are, Aaron. So. Oh, I am. I cannot wait. Oh, spooky season almost at an end. I'm, I'm going to be very sad here very soon. Uh, yeah, so uh, everybody have a great rest of your week. See you. Bye. from his slab began to rise and suddenly to my surprise he did the match he did the monster match the monster match it was a graveyard smash he did the match it caught on in a flash he did the match he did the monster match from my laboratory in the castle east to the master bedroom at the vampire's feast the ghouls all came from their humble abode to get a jolt from my electrode. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. They did the mash. It caught on in a flash. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. The guests included Wolfman, Dracula, and his son. The scene was rocking, all were digging the sounds. Igor on chains, backed by his baying hounds. The coffin bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker Five. They played the match. They played the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. They played the match. It caught on in a flash. They played the mash. They played the monster mash. Out from his coffin, Rack's voice did ring. Seemed he was troubled by just one thing. Opened the lid and shook his fist and said, Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. The monster mash. And it's a graveyard smash. It's now the mash. It's caught on in a flash. It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. Now everything's cool, Drax's a part of the band. And my monster mash is the hit of the land. For you, the living, this mash was meant to. When you get to my door, tell them Boris sent you. Then you can mash. Then you can monster mash. The monster mash. And do my graveyard smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can then you can monster mash. Mash! Ooh.